This is Two Balls, One Basket with Jordan Alfasa. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Balls, One Basket podcast, a podcast of the Playbook Sports Network. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at PlaybookSN and our website, MyPlaybookie.com. As always, I'm your host, Jordan, and with me today is buddy of mine from Five Reasons Sports Network, Tony Schwartz. What's going on, man? It's good to be back for like, what, my fourth time, fifth time? Yeah, I think you're a resident playbook guy now. Yeah, I got, I have a, definitely have an ownership share, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, you have Ray's ownership share. (laughs) All right, bro, so let's talk about our heat because it's a, it's a delicate topic right now. Mm. So we right now sit at two and five with some pretty bad losses. Before we get into anything, are you worried? No, I think you uh, have the benefit of, you know, 30 years of of excellence from this franchise to kind of put it in my back pocket and, and bank on that more than, you know, six or seven games. I, I think that if worry is like, what is the season done or are we cooked? Is it over? Do we have to fire Spo and and shoot all the players into the moon? I, I, I'm not worried that way. No. I don't understand how you can watch this team, especially supposed to forget the players Spolster himself, how -hmm. you can have a coach like that. And first of all, question him. Second of all, ask for him to be fired or third, just be worried in general. Like look what he did with that waiters, white side, James Johnson team. Like they started what 1130 and then go 30 and 11. Whoever would have thought that would have happened. Yeah. And now you have Jimmy Butler. Yeah. You saw Boston last year. Exactly. Like things turn around at the blink of an eye. I don't know. I just, I understand the whole, we lost PJ Tucker thing. Oh my God. Like the team's devastated. We lost PJ Tucker. Okay. Yeah. So the defense is a little bad, but like, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, but it's pretty bad. Offense isn't, I mean, awful. It's a league average, which isn't good enough. Right. Like don't, don't get me wrong. I'm very aware of the problem like the the problem is the problem and there's no getting around it like the team is just too small you saw that graphic that came out a couple days ago where it's listing height and weight uh and miami ranks dead bottom dead bottom uh in the league at at both of those and there's issues and you, you know the the problems create a smaller margin of error for us to win basketball games, the margin of victory has to come with specific circumstances and, and specific things that we have to do in order to set ourselves up to win basketball games right now. But it's just what you have to do. Like the team is the team. These are the guys we have to roll out there and play and, and they got to figure it out. Like until January 15th, there can't be any major changes that, that overhaul this roster. And uh, you can't just punt until then you have to find a way to win basketball games, man. My biggest issue is the rebounding, which like I don't necessarily think there's any way around it. But I want to ask you this question because I know you're very analytical. Do you think that the constant soft switching because it's like back then you'd have to get screened pretty hard for a switch. And now it's just you blow on somebody and it's an immediate switch. Do you think that has anything to do with the rebounding? Because I feel like that takes Bam, who's supposed to be our best rebounder, out of the paint. I think that you're playing numbers. Um, And this, unfortunately, is a team 
where every question is a pro con. The alternative is to do what? To play zone and even deepen those rebounding concerns that you have um, to play straight up and put guys who I don't really trust to guard pick and rolls and, and be cerebral in a way to, you know, stop. I like, I, I here's the truth, man. Kyle, you can't play him straight because Kyle can't stay in front of a pick and roll. Um, you know, your bench, most of your bench guys, Max Struess, uh, Gabe Vincent is really long, really rangy. Uh, I would prefer him in a switch than I would straight up. So you have, it's a pro con thing. They switch because they want as desperately as possible to limit attempts at the rim. And they're doing a fucking fantastic job at it. You know, they're third in the league. The team we play tonight, Golden State is second, um, but they're third in the league at defending the rim. So they stop drives. They don't allow guys to get to the cup. Uh, They want to force teams to the middle of the court. They want to play analytical defense and switching is the best way for them to do it, to limit the threes that teams take on them and to limit the rim, the, the two most valuable shots on the basketball court. And then whatever you give up in between, it looks really freaking bad because of the height disparity. But the rebounding thing is just you have to compete harder. You can't allow a team to grab 44% of their own boards like when we played Golden State before. Um, And you have to try and find a way to put a more aggressive body on bodies. You, You can't just box out somebody you know you have to be a physical presence you're, you're smaller than everybody you play so you need to make sure you make a statement with your ass and, and really firmly set it into that defender's body you you have to give a shit and you have to box out with some ferocity and some aggression so you can set maybe not yourself up for a board this is what pj was really good at pj would would ag- aggressively find the biggest body he could when a ball was in the air and just try and get him away from the basket. And I think guys aren't, aren't really playing into that role. The rebounds that we do grab really well are the longer rebounds um, from our own shots. Sometimes that's great. Our guards are really good at grabbing boards, Um, but I need the dudes that are playing down low to assert themselves. So if Kyle gets switched out and he has to be the guy that's down there on the block, Kyle has to aggressively. And it's really Kyle does it. It's the other guys that don't Um, Tyler, it isn't too fond of, of really putting a body on someone who would rather get the rebound. Um, Max is kind of the same way. So it's just five guys working together in unity to really compete in that margin, like to in that column. You're right to be concerned, but they can fight enough, Jordan. They can do enough effort-wise um, that they aren't getting blown out by 20 points in the first half. Like, like they were with Sacramento. The thing that pissed me off the most from that last Warriors game was it was the same play. I don't know how many times I saw it and I hope they make an adjustment to it tonight. It was Curry would demand the switch and he would have bam, take him out. Then Curry would give a little dump off to the low or high post for Draymond. And then Draymond easily dumps it down for a wide open loony Wiseman dunk. Yeah. That do you know how many times that same play stopped our momentum when we would get back up? They would do it a couple times, they'd go back up. And then at the end of the game, it's like if you're gonna play the Warriors and you're gonna play them tight, you need that lead at the end because Steph Curry's gonna go nuclear at any second. And I just hope that tonight they face guard and like 
Stop leaving the corners wide open. Stop leaving the middle of the paint wide open. Like, I understand they're very good at guarding the basket, but that high post area is always open. And I don't know if anybody has noticed that. I always notice it. It, But it has to be. Like, there's no... With our combination of talent, like, with our combination of height, it's got to be. And especially the corner. Like, there's just not too much you can do. The thing about the soft switch, or the thing about the switch that, that... you would hope helps your basketball team is it makes defenses make quick decisions. Now, unfortunately all the IQ guys play on golden state, like every single high (laughs) IQ basketball player plays there, um, which, you know, I'm not super excited to play them again tonight, but that corner is there because a, uh, a guard will find penetration, probably a one, five pick and roll happens. Um, Somebody will find penetration. They'll hit the roller and the roller has to hit the corner. You know, they do that one five pick and roll and they get an advantage down bottom, a height advantage. Uh, Somebody has to collapse on that. And then you have to kick the ball to the corner. Right. As Mm -hmm. as the guy that's that's rolling there. But that's three decisions that you're forced to make. And the team is hoping that somewhere inside of that space, there will be a mistake Um, because they really can't do anything else. I, I understand your concern about that. And unfortunately the guards just have to body up as big as they can. They can't play a different style with the guys that they have in the rotation. You know, maybe when Yurt comes back, we can talk about something else, but right now it's just got to be effort trying to deny drives as best as you can, not foul teams. Don't send them to the line for, for free points and make them make the hard shots. You know, if you, if you're going to die, don't die at the rim. (laughs) Try and make them beat you shooting because that's that's a true if they kill you that way, they were going to kill you always. So, you know, I, I think they're playing numbers, Jordan. I don't think that they uh, don't understand their issues or their limitations. No, it's I think just, they know it very well. Yeah, they they have to. And and there's a reason that it hasn't changed yet. Um It's because the alternatives, while they seem better or not, <laughs> they just this is just a team that unfortunately has some core weaknesses and and they have to work within them. So I want to get into another topic now and we'll tackle two parts of this topic. So the topic is going to be Lowry. So the first thing we'll start with is the Lowry hero combination. It doesn't seem like it works at all. And Kyle has been kind of passive aggressive lately with the interviews. He was like, Tyler takes a bunch of shots, so that changes how me, Jimmy, and Bam play. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, because I saw on the timeline, and I really just hope they don't do it. They they better not do it. Bringing Tyler off the bench again. What do you think about this? Because I think that's a terrible idea. I think if anybody of the two, Lowry's got to come off the bench. It's tough. Um, I think I have more problems with the pairing defensively than I do offensively. Mm-hmm. They're starting to figure out a flow. I, I don't know if guys like it. And it it sounds like from Jimmy's comments the other night and from Tyler's comments um, that there's a discrepancy uh, with how the offense is going to flow, especially towards the ends of games and, and w- who finds the ball and what happens with the ball <laughs> when they find it. Um, it works fine to me if, Tyler has the ball in his hands the majority of the time. And Kyle is a catch and shoot guard. Uh, I think that 
what I want to see this team do more than anything else is adjust to let Tyler Hero play the one and let him operate a pick and roll with Bam Adebayo. And that's your primary driver. You know, every time down, Tyler is initiating. Uh, defenses are hedging him hard. They're trying to trap his pick and roll. They are drawing extra men when Tyler can initiate as a driver. Like it's, they're just creating advantages. So what I would love for them to do is get the ball into Tyler's hands, allow, allow Lowry to be this incredibly high talented IQ guy who can fill space uh, that Tyler creates. uh, can maneuver around the arc to hit open threes uh, and, and still be this dude that can be the engine of your offense when you need him to and take over sometimes, right? Like there's moments where Lowry is really in the flow of the game and can attack a closeout really well or, or, you know, kill a big. Um, but it doesn't happen often enough that I want to see the ball in his hands as often as he has it lately. I uh, just think better things happen when Tyler's initiating. So if the two of them are out there, that's what I would like to see. There's no actual positions on this team. That is true. So fuck it. I just want the ball in Tyler Hero's hands. He's really good. I agree with you because I think... I heard it from your boys. I, I don't know. I don't remember if it was Ethan or if it was Greg, but Lowry is shooting a better percentage off ball than he is when he's initiating it himself, right? It's the catch and shoots, uh, yeah. it, shots without dribbles. So when he doesn't dribble the ball, he's shooting around like 40%, which is an incredible clip for him uh, and something this team desperately needs. So I just feel like Hero initiating the offense is a no brainer at that point, especially like you mentioned, Kyle's. IQ is out of this world. So he knows how to find that open spot. So it's like you pick your poison. You're either getting killed with a bam lob or you're getting killed with a high percentage shot from Kyle Lowry. It it does the same thing for Jimmy Butler as well. Um, Jimmy, I think is the most talented wing cutter in the league. Uh, his, His physicality and his strength make him an unstoppable force when he has momentum and two steps of space. Um, there's a reason that this team is generating as many free throw attempts as they are. And it starts and ends with him. Like he, he is that guy. Uh, he finishes around and through contact. Um, and you, you maximize that skill that he has and you maximize this new set shot that he's found, which I think is so fucking beneficial for us when we can put a, a, a a team of five shooters and really play five out and have Jimmy Butler, this, this key defensive cog on the floor. Um, yeah, I, uh, I personally think it just benefits everybody benefits bam it benefits Jimmy Kyle, um, whoever the other guy is out there, Caleb or max, you know, you're potentially, uh, I just, I would prefer <laughs> Tyler hero, the initiator. We'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors here at the Playbook Sports Network, and that is Inclusion Brand Bourbon Whiskey. Every now and then, a truly unique flavor is born, and with it comes a story that captures the essence of what it delivers in every single pour. Inclusion Brand Bourbon Whiskey is proud to deliver a Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey that is 92 proofs of delightful, savoring smoothness. Our story is one of culture, a belief that everyone should belong. Our passion is to demonstrate that no matter what your backgrounds are, you can create, share, and be part of something special. And we are showing the world today that we belong. Backed by tradition, blended in culture, further unifying a world where we can all share a drink and truly be included. 
include me. We'd like to tell you about another sponsor here at the Playbook Sports Network, and that is Sneaker Pads. Sneaker Pads is a shoe company that will sell, trade, and buy your shoes to and from you. With hundreds of shoe options to choose from, such as Yeezys, Jordans, Dunks, and designer shorts, Sneaker Pads is your go-to shopping and retail brand. Need some extra cash? They will appraise your shoes and maybe buy them. Looking to trade shoes for shoes? Then Sneaker Pads is the move for you. I've been a buyer of theirs for years, and I will always come away feeling great about my purchases. Sneaker Pads operates in Broward County, Miami-Dade County, and Palm Beach counties. They conduct their business with shipping and in-person exchanges. Mention the Playbook Sports Network at your purchase and reach out to Sneaker Pads on Instagram at Sneaker Pads. And yes, that is two S's at the end. Remember, with Sneaker Pads, bills are temporary, but drip is forever. So now let's get into the next part about Lowry. So I listened Mm. to Five on the Floor this morning, and I just want to say I loved the episode. They were talking about how a Toronto writer that is knows Kyle very well. He was saying that he's not very happy here. You know, he pretended like he didn't hear Pat Riley's uh, conditioning quotes or tweet, whatever. So it's like he hasn't really bought in to the heat culture, which I know like people are so sick of hearing that, but it's a real thing. Do you think that Lowry is a fit here? Because Ethan was saying today, it's just, it doesn't seem like it's a fit. And I know we talk about Chef Trelly, how he's a troll, but he's hilarious. Let's all give him credit. He put up a tweet the other day of pictures of high-profile guards that come here and they expect a lot from, and they don't really get that much. Like, yeah. Bino Udre and um, I know Lowry, I think it was Arroyo was one of them. I don't remember the other. Legend, so you, Carlos Arroyo. <laughs> so do you think Lowry himself is a fit here? And if not, do you think they look into moving him this season? Um, look, I, I I take a little bit of credence um, with anybody worried about you're a professional, you're a multimillionaire. Um, you're here to everyone's here to do a job. Uh, you all have to make it work together. Like if ego is playing a part in this at all from anybody at any side, um, you, you probably get the wrong mix of guys or personnel. Um, I, I think Lowry is, is a 30 year old man with children and, uh, he probably feels like he doesn't need to be told. I think the Pat Riley comments really, that one really got me because it's like, he, he probably doesn't feel like he needs to be told to condition himself. Like I'm, I'm sure he went into that off season knowing what he had to do. And I think that generally what we do is we take comments and, and blow them and try and you know, micro analyze stuff. And the intention of the comment is more important than how it's delivered. And the intention I think was for Kyle to say, like, you know, I, I've been in this league for a long time. I'm a hall of famer. Basically. I, I don't need to be told to do anything. I, I knew what I had to do. Um, and he did it like he lost weight, you know, he cut body fat percentage. Um, the other thing is like, it's just going to, we're going to figure it out in time. He's either going to adapt and find a way to make it work around our guys, um, which personally to me means getting your ass into a corner a little more. Um, but if if he doesn't, Jordan, he'll, he'll be traded. I, I think he fits just fine. I, I don't think it's an issue. Um, he's was loved by this team last year and, and by uh, a lot of people in the 
the building. He's so still loved by me. I, you know, at the end of the day, you're losing basketball games. Good comments aren't going to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like dudes are frustrated. Dudes are annoyed. Um, this is what they do for their livelihood. Uh, this is what they do year round. And winning will cure all if you can find a way to string together some wings. But in the meantime, yeah, you got to figure it out because you, you, you know, you can't cut Kyle Lowry. You can't trade him. Um, so if it's a fit thing, it's on the coaching staff. It's, it's on, you know, the general managers, it's, it's on the, the HR and PR guys to try and put everybody in positions to, to work. And it's up to Kyle to care enough to try. But if he doesn't, then, you know, that, that solves itself. You just kick him out the door deadline. I think. I think you mentioned it perfectly. Like, I understand. Yeah, he's a grown man. He's a Hall of Famer. He's won a championship. He doesn't need to be told what to do. He knows what he has to do. And that's where people, like they, like you said, they take comments and they run with it. Much like the Spolster comment the other day, like, we're not going to win playing by ourselves. And everybody's like, oh, we took a shot at Tyler. And then yeah. you listen to the whole quote, and he's just talking about the team. Yeah, it's intention. And you know, not everybody, especially around sports, not everybody is going to deliver something to you in a package that you specifically would like. Like there's not enough time in a day. Um, I have to get my message across to you. Uh, so as long as the intention is, is positive and is there, I'm not going to kill people too much. I thought Tyler said some really crappy things coming off of the, the Sacramento game about, you know, he's not the coach. Uh, he can't make those kind of decisions, but in the same way, like that, that point is true. Like he's not the coach. They have to figure out how to win this game. Uh, and, and sometimes it's by getting the ball to bam. And sometimes I think from Tyler's perspective it's by putting up a lot of threes. Sometimes that is, I mean, what were we last year? Weren't we one of the highest like volume shooting teams? Yeah. They still have a, a, a mission statement inside the building that they want to put up 35 threes a game. Like that's, that's basically their target and they want to keep teams under 110. You know, that's, that's like this rolling mission statement year to year that they, they try to get to. I, I think, I think the heat pull it together. You know, it, you have to trust an Eric Spolster coach team. You have to trust the Pat Riley ran team. You have to trust a team whose best player is Jimmy Butler. I mean, look what this guy just did for us in the postseason. There's no yeah, reason I you don't trust him. I wish I would have started with this. I, I do want to kind of remind you, like, yeah, while this squad is mostly the same humans uh, that were on it last year, every single person is playing a different role. Um, exactly. They're it's going to take time. It's going to take time. It, it's it's taking time in Golden State. Golden State's the defending world champion, and their bench defense looks atrocious. You know, it's, And they're three and three, right? Yeah, they're not much better than us. They're going through very similar problems. The only difference is, is they have like a top five player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's the only difference. And that guy won them the Miami Heat game. So, you know, that game was in contention until Steph Curry started to go nuclear. And when you put it in that kind of lens and that kind of perspective, look, nothing, the record right now doesn't matter. Uh, it does because you have to find a way to get a home seed. But it's more about the process at the moment. Um, these dudes have to find ways to fix these continuity and communication errors over the course of the next month. Um, and they have to zone in on this shit and try to solve problems one at a time as they go. They, they, they just, there, there's too many gaps and you can't just say, you know, 
you know, we'll figure it out after January 15th because you can't trade the whole team. This isn't a LeBron and Cleveland situation. Guys are still going to be on this squad and there has to be real effort given to communication and um, continuity. The defensive rotations look like shit. The boxing out looks like shit. The transition defense looks like shit. Uh, and there's Tyler's still going to be on this team. Jimmy Bam still going to be on this team and they're starters and they look terrible playing together. So no matter who we trade for, those four guys are probably still going to be on the floor for 30 minutes a game. We have to start fixing shit now internally. And then hopefully the front office can find the piece externally that makes it all gel even better. Uh, but, but don't fool yourself like this idea that you can just trade for a player and everything's fixed. That's not happening. They they have to fix it in that room first. I don't I don't even know what to say. I, I agree with that's why I love having you on, bro. We always have the same thought process. You just know how to say it really cool. I uh I get stumped a lot. I'll tell you what, I went out Halloween last night, uh and went to like a bunch of houses. There wasn't a lot of candy to be given out. People are not doing Halloween anymore. And <laughs> I was like, all right, afterwards, I felt so bad about it. Bought Raina bags of candy. After she went to bed, I just, I'm incredibly hungover, Jordan. Incredibly hungover. I was up to like 2 a.m. in Raptor spaces listening to them trash the Hawks. It was an amazing time. So I'm surprised you're getting anything out of me that's good. All right, so if you feel that way, we'll, we'll close it up right now. I got a new segment, which I'm pretty geeked about. Oh, hit me. We got questions from followers of Playbook Sports Network. So the first one is from Aiden Brodsky, and this one's for you. Okay. Tony, contrary to popular belief, Jovic does need some in-game reps playing with Sioux Falls to master our defensive schemes. Many want to plug him into our rotation, but with how this season started, we cannot afford to force him. How do you think? I think the team agrees. Um, I also kind of agree. It's part of the thing about the process, right? Like Jovic absolutely fills some playmaking needs that uh, are out in that floor and he could stretch and he looks great offensively. Um, but they have to find a way to fix the main rotation first. And if Jovic's ever going to be a part of that, uh, it's defense. that's the issue. Jimmy said it the best. So I agree. And I think the team agrees too, because they said something about it. So the next one is from three MWD underscore my, that's from Mike. I don't know why I can't just make a normal at name. Why do you think Jamal Kane hasn't gotten any game minutes yet? Uh, they don't trust him defensively. Yeah, I think he's more of a developmental piece. I don't think he was someone that they signed and they were going to use immediately. Like when they signed Caleb Martin to the two-way, they kind of knew he was ready. Jamal Kane, I don't think they mm -hmm. did the same way just yet. Yeah, it's just a young guy. Dude, uh, Jovic is 18, man. Uh, you're asking a basketball player to come out against golden state as an 18 year old and make defensive decisions that are going to help impact winning. It's just not a position for them to succeed in. So same thing with Kane, just too young, not enough time in the team. Continuity is an issue for the starters. It's sure shit going to be an issue for those guys. So now last question, and I'm going to tell you who asked this question after we answer it. All right. Do you think the heat look into adding more desirable players like Max and Gabe to attach to contracts like Duncan and Deadman in trades. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Um, consolidation, asset consolidation here is something that desperately needs to happen. You know, it, you're you're either 
a team in the off season. We thought we were so, so deep. Remember that we were like 13 deep. Everybody was yeah. so happy. We're like, yeah, who's going to start? How are we going to go with 12 deep? You find out really quick uh, when you get into an NBA game, you know, like who's a real NBA talent, who's not. Um, they have a lot of guys that, that play similar roles. They have a lot of guys that, um, you know, um, haven't quite found the way to blossom as much as they could. I think Max is going to be paid a mid-level exception next year. Teams really like him. Every time I talk to somebody uh, around another team, they gush about Max. Um, he And honestly, he's very streaky uh, here. He does a lot of great things. I, I pray every night that he's coming off that bench to be a, a, a spark plug for us because we need his energy so often. Uh, we're down early <laughs> a lot. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that he's a guy that since he does that, a lot of teams like, especially contenders. I think Gabe has so much value. Um, we probably need multiple rotational pieces that do something different than the pieces we have on this team. And you have to like something that I heard Adam Barai say that I've always liked. I try to internalize if a trade doesn't hurt, it's not real. Um, so I feel that. Yeah. I've, I've, I've always liked that. I I think that that's kind of where we're getting. Um, we're going to have to send guys out the door that have been really great for us that, that we've loved, uh, and developed, but right now you're in a weird place because you have to pay Kyle a lot of money on an expiring next year. You have to continue to pay Jimmy as he ages. Tyler has his extension kicking in Bam's extension did not get smaller overnight. Um, and your, your window closes more and more. So they have to maximize what they have. They were, you know, they, they talk about it all the time. They were shot away. They feel like all these guys have made great internal development strides. All right. Well, you need to help, help them get over the top. Um, and it's probably not one piece. It's probably two or three. So the best way to do that is to consolidate that depth, uh, and those pieces that are desirable in the skill sets you can actually mobilize who asked <laughs> Raymond. Oh yeah. See me and him talked about this and I was telling him, I'm like, he's yeah, like, dude, Kuzma, mentioned it to me. Kuzma, Kuzma. Cause I love Kuzma, right? I, I love like, Kuzma. Yeah. I think Kuzma would be a great fit on this team. Um, but the more I look at the roster, the more I'm like, damn, we just, we need, we need rangy wings. We need rangy wings so bad. Um, guys that can really hit a shot and play defense. And I think we need more than one, bro. So putting all the eggs in the one basket to get one guy, it, it might not be the path. It, it might be two rotational pieces like we did last year and the year before that, unfortunately. And I feel like that's where we're going with this trade deadline. I feel like we're going to try to get that same Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala-ish package. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they could definitely re-sign Jay if he's ever, you know, bought out, which seems to be more and more like a possibility. Um, Down for it. He's he's a stopgap, though. You, you need another guy there. Um, and you, you probably need more length at guard. You have to figure out something where you're not just throwing Gabe and Kyle on the floor at the same time, those, those minutes aren't nice. <laughs> I, I don't like them at all. Um, so you probably got to figure out something uh, to, as a, as a point of attack defender at the guard position, somebody who can give you a spark there as well. All right. So we are just about out of time. So I always appreciate having you on and I'll probably have you on again. Oh, Hey, uh, here's oh, an idea too. Let's put, hear it. Come on, bring put, it on. 
put Tyler. You y'all are gonna hate this shit. Put Tyler as the point of attack defender and just move Lowry like to a wing. Just change their assignment. Don't have Lowry pick up the ball, especially in transition. I don't even hate it. People hate it. People want to kill me for that. I I would prefer I would prefer Tyler. Uh, so, you know, Lowry could help off the corner if 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 a team drives, or Lowry could just be the guy that you know sticks to their man because his size when they get him under the basket, like you said, it's so brutal to watch. And a good way to fix that without stopping switching is either to pre-switch it, which they can't really do because they can't get in the half court defense, right? So it's just fucking switch his assignment. Just get him on somebody else. Tyler's longer. I'd rather Tyler and be quicker. The guy underneath the basket and quicker. Yeah. Like they're both giving up free throw. They're both giving up layups. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Tyler's extra three inches help him out. I don't hate it. I think that's how you make Tyler a better defender. Send him out with the Wolves. God, it would be so bad, though. Everybody on Twitter would kill us. Well, blame Ray. Mm -hmm. All right, we got 30 seconds left. Anything you want to say before I let you ride? I do Instagram content, Tony Schwartz NBA now. Um, Two keys to a game. I'm doing the halftime spaces. I do stuff with Chris from Hoop Spaces, a good friend of mine. I am working, working, working at getting a movie review kind of topical thing off the ground with some people. Um, Tony Schwartz MBA at every single social media. You can find me and I'm, I say some really dumb stuff. So follow me at your own risk. And he's Italian. So remember that free Reggie Jackson, please <laughs> free that man. He, he, he does not deserve to be on that Clippers team while they plummet down to the earth. <laughs> all right my boy i'll catch you later all right bro talk to you later appreciate you